Alright. Here it is. Again. And it's called. I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. Funk rock is about three chords. Four if you will. And Devo plays for Muffy's party. Hey everybody, I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the David Bowie Deep Dive edition of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. I'm looking forward to this. I am really excited about uh, busting into some David Bowie mythos and, uh, and his whole discography here. There is a lot to cover. Absolutely. So, full disclosure... This is not the first attempt at recording this episode. <laughs> it's not. It's, we, I don't uh, even know if it's the second attempt. <laughs> <laughs> so last time, uh, we had all kinds of technical issues and finally had to give up. But we got far enough along to make a very important realization, which is we cannot do <laughs> David Bowie justice in one one hour deep dive session not even not even close so we've decided that we're going to split him up into two parts so this is part one and we will go up to and including mm -hmm. scary monsters and then later on down the road when we get to what is it 1984 1983 1984 mm -hmm. when um he releases let's dance then we'll do part two and we'll go from let's dance up until his passing all the way up all right so <clears throat> david bowie rec uh releases his first album in 1967. Oh. hold on i'm, I'm oh. I am gonna interrupt oh yeah. yes we i think we should probably give our top should we give our top yes. favorites before we, we get into it we absolutely should i was okay. i was jumping i was so excited to actually listen yeah, to some music that, um <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and go first and, okay. and rank your now now to be clear this is just the david bowie albums released mm. up until 1980. yeah so um i know we we did this already and scrapped it and you had told me earlier that your list has changed a bit since that, it has. that time well so is mine so i'm gonna go ahead and, and start from number 10 and go down to number one okay so my number 10 is lodger number nine is the man who sold the world number eight aladdin sane number seven diamond dogs number six station to station Number five, or yes, number five is Heroes. Number four is Scary Monsters. Three is The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust, which is a totally different place where it was before. Number two, Young Americans. And number one, Hunky Dory. So our lists aren't totally um, opposite of each other, like quite often our rankings are. Oh, that surprises um, me. Up, up until the, the top two or three um, slots. Mm -hmm. So um, I there has been um, a bit of an upset in my list over the last week. I just kind <laughs> of came to a realization about a, a certain album 
that I'll and I'll get into details when we talk about that album. Okay. But here here is my ranking, starting with number ten, um, the man who sold the world. Uh-huh. Number nine, Aladdin Sane. Number eight, Diamond Dogs. So right now you and I are pretty close. Well, yeah, to, we're pretty um, pretty on par. Number seven is Heroes. Number six is Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. Number five is Lodger. Number four is Station to Station. Number three is Hunky Dory. Number two is Young Americans. Uh-huh. This was my number four two uh-huh. two weeks ago. Yeah, and then. Of course, number one is the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders yeah. from Mars. No, no surprises there. Okay, hey, so let's just jump into this. So, you bet. Um, 1967, David Bowie releases his debut album called David Bowie. The less said about this album, the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I consider this album almost unlistenable, not because it's incompetent. It's not out of tune or poorly produced or anything the it is just too precious and coy <laughs> and i'm a magical little elf that, it's the mod it's the mod it, 1960s london man yeah it drives me <laughs> nuts i and the next album he releases also called david bowie um is pretty much the same, although it does have Space Oddity, which is, yeah. which is it stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, it, belong, it belongs on a whole different album. It, I think it really does. It it really does. This um, the the second album, re- which he released released in 1969, um, is also known as Man of Words, Man of Music, and sometimes as Space Oddity. So, because nobody knew what to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <clears throat> We're not going to play songs from either of those albums because the only one, as far as I'm concerned, worth listening to is Space Oddity, and everybody knows that song. Yep, here, here, I agree. So things get interesting in 1970 when he releases The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, this album doesn't do much for me because it's it really feels like a... Uh, a te- kind of a low rent test run for uh, spiders from Mars, mm-hmm. but at yeah. least it, at least it's interesting. And um, and David Bowie is he's his songwriting is getting a, a little bit more sophisticated, and certainly su- the subject matter isn't nearly as annoying yeah. as the first two albums to, to quote bowie he said it was a chance for himself for him to break the monotony and blandness which is kind of how we just described the first two albums so you picked the cut we're going to hear off of this oh yeah yeah so this is uh this is the superman and um to me it's like total 1970s epic rock um yeah. it's a bit uh hp lovecraft and uh, I don't know, kind of ritualistic. I love the drums, but let's yeah. hear it. Yeah, and and uh, real quick, yeah. I feel like this is a great pick um, from this album because it's it sort of summarizes how I feel about this, the 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 content on this album oh. in general, which is it sounds great musically. There's some great ideas, but the songwriting isn't quite up to snuff. 
compared yeah. to what he's about to do. Yeah. But it sounds great. This is a really well produced and arranged song. Where all were minds and uni thought, powers weird by mystics taught, no pain, no joy, no power to write, colossal strength, the grasp of fight, where sad I learn and tossed in slumbers, nightmare dreams, no mortal mind could hold, a man would tear his brother's flesh, a chance to die, a turn to mold. That's, it's just a kill. I, I don't know. I think it's a killer tune. And I agree that it's a transformative thing. He's heading into a new era. Yeah. So, um, yeah. anyway, the, the next album, 1971's Hunky Dory. That's right. This is, uh, uh, this is night and day. Uh, I, it's <laughs> like, what happened to David Bowie between these two albums? Because his songwriting is astonishing on this. I mean, I, I think pound per pound, this might be his strongest album ever as far mm-hmm. as the, the, the song smithing, yeah. to coin a phrase, going on. I mean, every song is so well written and well crafted. The production is still kind of all over the place and it's it, it's to me it sounds like a collection of songs as opposed to, you know, something that is greater than the the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Uh but boy, uh, you cannot fault the songwriting on this album. I'm going to agree with you here and I, I feel like this is uh kind of a Again, a, a, a move towards the Spiders of Mars. This is kind of where that actually, where that band, where that group gets together. And this is kind of, I don't know. To me, it's like a cocoon. Here he is always changing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love this album. It's my favorite. Yeah. So Rolling Stone thinks that the song changes. Dave, probably David Bowie's most iconic and beloved song That's is great. the 127th greatest song of all time. Um, Time, Rolling Stone, NME, and Q list this as one of the uh, greatest albums of all time. So we're going to hear two songs to celebrate that. Let's hear Andy Warhol first. Andy walking, Andy tired, Andy take a little snooze. Tie him up when he passed to sleep, send him on a pleasant cruise. When you wake up on the sea, be sure to think of me and you. To think about paint and to think about blue, what a jolly boring thing to do. Andy Warhol looks a scream, hang him on my wall. Andy Warhol, silver screen, can't tell them apart at all. Scream, hang him on my wall. Andy Warhol. 
So, Rob, did I tell you the story about how David Bowie presented this song to Andy Warhol? No, I don't think so. So he, I, I read an interview with him about this, and he said that he played the song for Andy Warhol. Not clear if, if he actually played the guitar and sang it or if he just played the recording of it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Andy Warhol just sat there listen to it expressionless and then and then at the end and but kind of got beat red and at the end just kind of like nodded his head and turned around and walked away oh no so was that an embarrassment because andy warhol is a very private guy yeah well i mean you know in a way was was that like an embarrassment you know likewise he wrote he did the song uh, a song for bob dylan and then bob dylan also didn't like his his tribute song <laughs> So that was my pick from this album. You picked. So yeah, I picked Oh, You Pretty Things. Uh, again, it's one of my top five songs, but, uh, and, and pretty iconic, I think, too. It's a great it, one. It, it is very well written, very catchy, a little, a little too much like a, a children's song for me to get like 100% uh, okay. behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but still a great song. Great. See their faces in golden rays Don't kid yourself, they belong to you They're the start of the coming race The author's a bitch, we finished our news Homo sapiens have outgrown their use All the strangers came today And it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, you pretty things David Bowie releases The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars, and everything changes, at least for David (laughs) Bowie. The Um, world. The world changed. Yeah, so this is um, one of my, if not my all-time favorite album ever. Um, Mm. Here's what Rolling Stone thinks about this album. Um, They rank it the... um, 35th greatest album ever um, and the song Ziggy Stardust is the 277th greatest song according to Rolling Stone now it is interesting to note that um, Starman and Rock and Roll Suicide were the two songs released as singles so the iconic songs that you hear on classic rock radio were actually not hits at the time. They right. just, you know, they just uh, created a life of their own years later. So um, five years, Ziggy Stardust and Suffragette City were not singles. Didn't huh, know that because I wasn't yeah. around at the time to, you know, hear what was getting played on the radio. So let's listen to Suicide. Rock and Roll Suicide, shall we? Yeah. Too old to lose it Too young to choose it 
And the clock waits so patiently on your song You walk past the cafe But you don't eat when you've lived too long Oh no, no, no You're a rock and roll suicide Shift break the snarling As you stumble across the road But the day breaks instead So you hurry home Don't let the sun blast your shadow Don't let the milk float Grab your mind They're so natural Religiously unkind Oh no love You're not alone So this is one of those songs where a 45-second snippet just doesn't do you any justice. So please, 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 if you are not familiar with this song, click on the link in the show notes, go to the Spotify playlist, and play this song. Yeah, and you then will not regret it. try and stop repeating <laughs> it because it's so awesome. You won't regret it. So awesome. You picked um, I, not my least favorite song off of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this album is astonishing to me. Yeah, right. Okay. There's one song that I actively dislike, and surprise, surprise, it is the one cover song. Yeah. It ain't easy, which is <laughs> what is this song doing on this album? Uh, it is. It sounds so dated. Um, now, Moon Age Daydream, I like, but it's the only other song off this album that I don't love, love, love. I see. Yeah. Well, th- to me, this song is, and I think you may know this. I was not a fan of the album at all. Of course, as we have more time listening to it, I become very attached to it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, very attached to that song. Like I yeah. could put that on a playlist that I'd cruise around with yeah. and just listen to it over and over again. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. I shouldn't have said anything because I, I really do like this song. I mean, on just about any other album, this might be one of my very favorite songs. It's just the rest of this album is the quality, song quality is so high that this is just a really good song as opposed to a friggin' masterpiece, mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Okay, so because we only have an hour, we're let's 
let's move on. I could, you know, I could spend the rest of this episode talking about the rise and fall. Um, <laughs> so Aladdin saying, I, I don't, uh, I should like this album. Two of my favorite David Bowie songs, Time and Cracked Actor, are on it. You caught yourself a trick down on Sunset and Bayou. But since it didn't your baby, you're a porcupine. You sold me illusions for Sackle's checks. You made a bad connection because I just want your sense. I should like this album. Two of my favorite David Bowie songs, Time and Cracked Actor, are on it. But the rest of it is just... Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, can you explain well, it? Yeah. What, what is, yeah. We, we, I, we both rank this pretty low. Right. Right. And, and the only reason I even put it on my list is because way back when, when I was doing radio, this song, this album, songs off of this album got requested constantly. Yeah. And so I'd play them. So I, I kind of grew attached to it. But, but yeah, for me, it, 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 it's low on my list. That's yeah. for sure. So Gene Genie was the, the biggest hit, you know, the one probably, if you know any song off of this album, That's it's the one. Gene Genie. Yeah. A Drive-In Saturday was also released as a single. Um, Rolling Stone magazine thinks it's the 279th greatest um, well, album of all time. I, so. I have no longer have faith in their their system because that's <laughs> uh, ranked you, two. You, you did you did up until a second ago, right? Up until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was um, it was recorded while David Bowie was producing um, albums for both Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. So he's spread pretty thin. That he, probably he was, has something to do with it. He was also working a lot with Monta Hoople, too, trying to yeah. get them back into the, the swing. So he, he, he calls it his American album, oh. whatever that means. Yeah, recorded in London, by the way. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he was in the United States, I think, when he, re when he wrote most of the songs. Yeah. Uh, 1973 also sees the release of Pin Ups, which is an all-covers album. Um, I will, throughout this series, uh, speak ill of David Bowie's cover songs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, this album is not bad. I... I I liked it a little bit more than I should, given how I feel about how David Bowie do does cover mm -hmm. tunes. Probably because he actually put some effort into this album, you know, as an album. But uh, we're not going. Neither of us picked songs a no. song for this, so it is. It is. Um, it is not a to be avoided album. It's just. It's a bunch of music you can hear a lot of different places. It's not yeah. David Bowie doing only what David Bowie can do. You know, this, this, I, I have to say, I enjoy a few David Bowie cover songs, or, you know, a, a few songs of his that are covers. None of them are on this album, so. Yeah. 
1974, Diamond Dogs is released. The um, top, uh, or the hit singles off of this are Rebel Rebel and Diamond Dogs. Um, neither of which are particular favorites of mine, although Diamond Dogs is, is kind of an interesting song. This is his last glam rock album. Mm -hmm. um, so the story with this is apparently it was intended to be a, a concept album based on the novel 1984 by George Orwell. And legend has it that David Bowie was right in the thick of recording this when it occurred to him to that he'd actually need to get permission from the Orwell estate, which they rejected. So this is this album is a little scattered. It's it's doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's it you know, I, I can't quite get into the groove with this album and that might have something to do with it um but there's some good music yeah there's, there's um, some good tunes on there the song i picked off of this album is uh 1984 so this is david bowie doing disco and i love david bowie doing disco <laughs> he because he's just he is so right about disco he he zeroes in on on what makes disco great like the great parts of it and doesn't fall into all of the annoying cheese ball disco traps yeah um and this song to me sounds like it really should be on young americans it, it sounds like a, a like a little teaser you know a little warning of what's to come from know, young americans that's kind of common with him i think he, yeah. he has a bit of a a bit of a lead into in almost every album you know? yeah song off this album as well i did i picked a big brother um and i it again as things have changed and we've listened more and more to this the, the this collection of music i just say i like 1984 better but uh i think big brother is is a good choice <laughs> i like i like big brother um too i th I, I think both of these songs we're going to hear today are i i pick either of these over, yeah. um, you know, the, the hit singles off of this album. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll build a better world war. We'll be living from sin and we can really begin. He's Savior, Savior, Shores. Oh, no. 
So, uh, yeah, that was Big Brother. You know, these two songs, I can start to see why this album was number one on the UK charts. Um, but uh, as a as a whole, I think the album's kind of you know kind of disjointed but it's just weird i've never i've never been able to completely wrap my brain around you know where what's going on like what he's going for on this album Mm. so yeah young americans coming up 1975 um the hit singles off of this are um young americans and fame Young Americans, according to Rolling Stone magazine, it's the 481st greatest song of all time. David Bowie calls this album Plastic Soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And the song Fame was David Bowie's first U.S. number one hit. So that's an amazing song, too, got to be honest. I mean, it's another iconic, at least in my mind. And this is the first album where um, the two hit singles are the two songs that I love the most off of this album. Although, except for one song. Can you guess what the song is? Not even going to try. You can guess. David Uh, Bowie does the worst cover of Across the Universe (laughs) by the Beatles. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I I knew this was coming. Yeah. So, so you and I um, each picked a song off of this album, and it's the same song. Oh, it is. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a listen to Fascination. Every time I feel fascination. So this is funny. It's co-written by Luther Vandross, which kind of, kind of makes me laugh a little bit. But <laughs> Luther Vandross, well, people. I I have no frame of reference for that at all. Well, it's uh, probably better. Yeah. It's probably for the better. <laughs> I mean, I I'm I'm, I think I'm somewhat familiar with his work, but I don't mm-hmm. hear any of that in the song at all. Well, the, yeah, no, not at all. Um, there is one thing I really like about about this uh, song, and, and actually about this whole album. Um, in this album, I, I'm kind of bummed because you know no longer have uh, Ronson doing guitars, but you've got um, a couple of my favorite guys, and that's um, Earl Slick and Carlos Alomar, who are who are uh, just killing it. I think. Yeah, that's right. Well, you talked about um, Earl Slick. Yeah, yeah, his killer licks. I, I love his yeah. guitar. 1976, 
Station to Station is released. This barely qualifies as an LP. It's somewhere kind of in between an EP and an LP. But boy, uh, so Golden Years, Station to Station, TVC 15, and Wild is the Wind. Yeah, <laughs> we we and and stay, which we've already heard, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's practically the entire album. I think there's one one or two other songs off of this album. So it, it is the the quality is so high off of this album. Um, Golden Years to me really sounds like it belongs on Young Americans. Yeah, I think you're right about that, and. Um it's interesting because Golden Years is reaching back to Young Americans, um, whereas you know everything else that we've heard that felt like it belonged on another album is kind of reaching forward to the next album. Yeah. Uh, and Bowie himself called Station to Station a cry back to return to Europe. This is where he's like, I got to get back and I got to get back to Europe, and and this is like where he started heading back to to Berlin. So it's interesting, you know the it's interesting how this this kind of web weaves. Yeah. Well, we typically avoid playing um, the obvious hits, but right. how can you how can you talk about this album and not play Golden Years? It's Absolutely. just it it can't be done. So we won't do it. They love you, opening doors and pulling some strings. Then walk luck and you looked in time. Never looked back, tall Yeah, so within the last couple of weeks, this song has has gone up I'm, to be I'm, to be my number one David Bowie song. I'm oh, happy to hear that. I'm such really a great song. It is. You know, this song was originally handed to Elvis Presley. I think I may have mentioned this to you. It was originally given to Elvis Presley because David Bowie was an Elvis Presley fan. Um, yeah. And uh, he, Elvis turned it down, unfortunately. Well, fortunately for us... Because I can't imagine this song played by Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The beginning of 1977, David Bowie is officially in um, his Berlin trilogy with Low. Mm-hmm. And I think we're on the same page when I say aptly named <laughs> album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds like we're dogging on David Bowie a lot, but David Bowie has a lot of albums. They can't no, all be incredible. <laughs> it, it's it's only because our standards are so high when it comes to our expectations yeah, for David I Bowie are so high. I think um, that's it. We have already listened to the one song that I love off off of this album called, um, well, actually the the hit single "Sound and Vision." 
is a pretty mm-hmm. decent song. We it's don't need song. to play that because everyone's familiar with that. Right. We've also played Breaking Glass, which I love. Yeah, that's really good. <clears throat> but other than that, we both agree that we don't really need to hear anything more off of this album. <laughs> so let's move on to move later on. later on um, in October of the same year, of 1977, he releases Heroes. And um, this is quite a leap forward. It's very much the same template you know the first side is him doing the 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 lopsided pop rock thing and the second side is more instrumental stuff but you know it it seems like he's kind of getting the hang of it a little bit more the the obvious single off of this is the title track heroes which is a classic staple at this point. Um, let's listen to Beauty and the Beast, which is the uh, the first cut off of this album. Yeah, you picked a song off this album as well. I did. So I picked I picked Joe the Lion, and uh, Joe the Lion I got I got kind of attached to like I do, and and you know with his other albums. Um, but there was a story behind Joe the Lion in which David Bowie actually uh, was inspired to write this song by a performance artist uh, who who was in uh, I believe in Berlin who was also a fortune teller, and he sings about Joe the Lion being a fortune teller when he has a few drinks in it. Let's move on to 1979, where he wraps up his Berlin trilogy with The Lodger. This is by far my favorite of the three albums. I feel like he's really got it dialed in at this point. Um, The two singles off of this album, Boys Keep Swinging, which has kind of gotten forgotten mm-hmm. over the years. It's a pretty solid little song, but nothing more than that in my estimation. But DJ is awesome. I love 
the song DJ. Nice. Uh, we won't be listening to that because you've probably already heard that song. If you haven't, please do look it up because it is it's one of one of David Bowie's very best songs in in my estimation. Instead, we are going to listen to a song called Yasasan, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which is Turkish for long live. So this sort of song, David Bowie does so well. This like he just creates this weird lopsided little cocoon that you just kind of uh-huh. melt into, and it's got the its own little groove going. And I, I love David Bowie you know, when when he is in this mode. That's the thing with him; it really is. And this song is pretty cool. I mean, it actually. I feel like this song actually transports you. You know, there's there's like a vibe in this in this tune that that just kind of takes you all over the world, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that this song c- could there is a strong possibility, probability, it shouldn't have worked because he is. I mean, David Bowie appropriates a lot, but he is mm. just like. He's throwing in all kinds of, of really obvious musical cliches that shouldn't work, but somehow they all kind of fit in, you know, as opposed to like, you know, the vapors, I, I think I'm turning Japanese and they do a little yeah. like, you know, <laughs> which is just painful. Right. Uh, yeah. Not to diss that song, that's, that's a classic new wave song in its own right, but that little, you know, that that little riff, it mm-hmm. just almost kills that song. I agree. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so David Bowie is, you know, he's never that blunt, um, but even for David Bowie, I think he does an astonishingly good job at just incorporating all of these sort of semi cliches that shouldn't mm-hmm. have worked, but. But they managed. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that oh. brings. Oh. Yeah. No. Go ahead. I'm. I'm okay. just. This is. This is. Uh, yeah. I got chills thinking about this next one. <laughs> so that brings us to the last album we're going to talk about today. This is going to be a discussion. <laughs> so scary monsters and super creeps, not part of the Berlin trilogy, but really in spirit is as far as i'm concerned it really sounds like you know the next step mm-hmm. past the trilogy um sure, yeah and of yeah. course 
The album after this is Let's Dance, where he does a hard pivot. Um, but this this really feels like it lives in the same world as last three albums. Mm. Um, it's kind of a weird album, but but never boring. Um, <laughs> the the hit singles are Ashes to Ashes, great song, Fashion, and Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. So, yeah. So you picked. Ooh, tell us, tell us about the song you picked. Okay. Bro. So I, I, I wanted to hear Kingdom Come, and this is a cover tune actually. Um, and I, I'd like to say that it was. It's rare that David Bowie did cover tunes, but uh, you know he actually had a lot of cover tunes and an entire album of cover tunes. Um, but this was written by Tom Verlaine of Television. And uh, Bowie actually wasn't going to put it on the album. He felt that it played, but he, he felt that it played to the mood of the time. And it was my man Carlos Alomar who suggested that he put it on the album. He's like, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." And uh, I actually really enjoyed this song. However, Joseph, how do you feel about it? I hate the song. <laughs> I hate this song so much. It's it is the only. I, I mean. This is not my favorite album, but mm -hmm. all of the songs kind of work to one degree or another, yeah. except for this this <laughs> song. And I, I've always felt that way, this way about that song. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a cover tune. I just felt like David Bowie was way off his game. And then mm -hmm. when you pointed out to me it was a cover tune, I went, oh, well, of course it's a cover tune. So yeah. what this song sound sounds like to me is some guy in the 70s, some untalented hack, takes mm. a lot of drugs, goes and sees the play Hair, and decides <laughs> that he's going to write a musical for like a NBC afternoon special for young people, and this is the theme <laughs> song, but he's, he's just off his rocker you know just stoned out of his brain um my god man i think you've hit onto something that's <laughs> i mean that's... this this song and and the thing is that david bowie does a song of this album called up the hill backwards which is which is doing the same thing it's that like <laughs> 70s positive vibe up with people sort of afternoon special thing but he he does it right so i don't understand the the necessity to include like the evil twin brother of that song with this <laughs> well i feel better now i'm more at ease <laughs> now now that we have you know parted our not parted ways but we're we're i don't know this i feel good in this space <laughs> well let's um, let, let's get this atrocity over with shall we <laughs> let's do it well, I
so originally, I hadn't picked a song from this album. But uh-huh. then when I saw you picked this one, I I felt like I had to. You had to give it a second go. I, I just, <laughs> I feel like the listeners deserve a second chance at this because I, I feel like at this point they, they are probably heading for the hills metaphorically mm, from this album. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, I didn't pick one of the obvious hits. Um, but I did, I, and I specifically picked a song with Kingdom Come in mind, sort of like okay. an antidote to Kingdom yeah. Kingdom Come. Yeah. So let's listen to Scream Like a Baby. Top-notch David Bowie songwriting, but the sound is really cool. The sound is really cool. Yeah, sound is really cool. I'm not going to argue with that at all, but I bet you there's somebody out there listening who enjoys Kingdom Come. And I'm not even saying they have to enjoy it over Scream Like a Baby, but I bet there's somebody out there who loves it, (laughs) who likes it as much as I do. So speak up. Let me know. I want to hear you. Well, I was... (laughs) I, I am... I am not a um, Tom Verlaine fan. I'm uh-huh. not a television fan. We we are gonna we are gonna talk. We're gonna. Oh yeah, they'll come up. A later episode, we're gonna set aside a good chunk of time time to talk about television and Tom Verlaine and Richard Hell and all of that. So we'll get into it there but his his sensibilities just do nothing for me so i I am i was not terribly surprised it caught me off guard but once you said it it made perfect sense this was a song that was written by him yeah you know this album also i have to say before we move on is that uh david bowie when he when he wrote this album was inspired he was influenced by human league who i'm a huge fan of um and i could i could actually hear the human league in there Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I never would have guessed that. So that puts us up 
um, through the end of 1980, which is our stopping point for this episode. Uh, later on down the road, when we get to um, Let's Dance, we're going to pick it up again and go all the way up until David Bowie's death. Yeah, now um, this second half, I have to say, this part two, this is my music right yeah, here. So I'm yeah. really excited so, about this. So this half of David Bowie's career is, th- this is very dear to me, and I'm kind of, eh, about it, 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 the second half. But I'm hoping that what you did for this half, by the mm-hmm. end, I will do the same for. Oh, yeah. I I have all of his albums, sure. uh, but his later stuff, except for his last two albums, I I haven't revisited probably in ten or fifteen years. So, well, we'll give it we'll give it a look, and when we do this, I I have a feeling you're going to come to the dark side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may even start to like Kingdom Come. I don't know. <laughs> Well, okay, I won't push. I won't push. I suppose anything is possible. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what's coming up. Um, The beginning of next month, we are, um, we're really, we're really going to get into it, aren't we? I, I think, yeah, I think this is where uh, things step up. Um, you know, the, the music is changing, the world is changing, and uh, I don't know, it's, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is, this is where the series gets interesting. So, well, it's already interesting. This is where yeah. it gets crazy. Yeah. So, please do remember to... Um, check out the Spotify playlist so you can hear all of these songs in their glory and and grotesqueness <laughs> and oddness and beauty and I I'm running out of adjectives I there there are no adjectives for some of David Bowie's work but no it's it's amazing work that's for sure it is um yeah and and check us out on social media as well we're on Facebook deep dives and deep cuts we're on Instagram deep dives deep cuts oh excuse me deep dives and deep cuts and then uh you can even send us an email to tell us uh, tell us what you think of the show um, deepdives.deepcuts at gmail.com um, we are on Spotify so if that's yeah. your jam you can just stream our podcasts on Spotify if you like this episode and want to do us a solid uh, hop on over to iTunes and give us a rating maybe uh, write a little something to help other people discover us uh and enjoy the music that we enjoy yeah in fact just give us five stars i mean come on why 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 cut cut corners you know just give it all put it all out there (laughs) that is that is not a command rob is not telling you what to do i would never do that i would never presume to do that i i actually just feel that you would want to that's what he would do if he were you (laughs) true enough Okay, so, uh, hey, before we uh, go out, I just want to um, find my notes. 
And I want to bring um, something to the listener's attention. It's a fun little compilation, uh, excuse me, um, tribute album. Now, of course, there are many David Bowie tribute albums, and I've Mm -hmm. listened to, I'm sure not all of them, but a lot of them. Some of them are pretty awful. In particular, there's some a couple that were done in the 90s that that are worth a pass just but but my favorite one that i've found um so far is supposedly for children um it's called let all the children boogie so (laughs) i almost gave this a pass just with the title because you know how I feel about the word boogie. <laughs> yeah, I know it's one of your uh, favorite words in the dictionary. <laughs> and you know, I'm not I I'm not a child, but I did give it a listen and it is I I guess you could say that it's for children in the sense that they gravitated towards songs that are a little bit more sing-songy. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um, oh, you pretty thing is for sure on there, yeah, um, gotcha. but the execution of it is while kid friendly is not you know the wheels on the bus type you know it's not it's not kid bop. Yeah, gotcha. David Bowie. Okay. It is it is kind of weird lopsided artists doing covers of David Bowie that are. And the songs are kid-friendly and done in a way that, you know, shouldn't be offensive to children. So I haven't decided which song we're going to go out on. My, my favorite is the cover um, that they do of Let's Dance, but we're going to... Oh. Well, I'll save that for part two. Okay. But whatever we do go off of, it's off of... Um, a tribute album I highly recommend if you like David Bowie called Let All the Children Boogie. Nice. Anything more to add, Rob, or can we wrap N- this up? No, I think we're done. Uh, don't forget to check out that that playlist down there in the, the notes. Uh, there's some great music on here. It'll make a great uh, make a great soundtrack to your travels or, or anything. So just check it out. It's good oh, stuff. Hey, I yeah. did just think of, of one last thing to mention. So okay. it's not too late. I know that I've mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I think I want to just mention it one more time. Um, if you're interested, please do go to our Facebook page and one of, in one of the posts is a list of every single mm-hmm. artist that yeah. we are going to be talking about in this series. If your favorite artist is not on there and should be, let us know because we are, we are trying to be as thorough as possible, but there's no way that we've got all of the artists that we should so yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's yeah, still so, quite a list so but, yeah. so if you've got some obscure little long forgotten favorite band that fits into the punk or new wave genres 
and they release an album between 76 and 86. I can't guarantee you that we're going to add them to the list, but we definitely want to know about them. So um, shoot shoot us an email. Give them that email address one more time, please. Yeah, so it's deepdives.deepcuts at gmail.com. Um, you can also just like our Facebook page and put, you know send us a, a message on the Facebook page. But uh, definitely let us know. We want to hear what you want. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, and we're not taking requests per se. We just want our list to be as complete as possible. Absolutely. All right. Okay, everybody, thanks you so much for sticking with us, um, and we will talk to you in two weeks. See ya. Didn't know what time it was, lights were low.